Hello, and welcome to the Diaspora Chiefs Podcast. We love having you here. This show is for ambitious Africans and Caribbeans in the diaspora who want to start, grow, and scale their business. And it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, high-income skills, and know-how on all things digital to create the best lifestyle for you and your family. We know that you have it in you. And now, let's get started with the Diaspora Chiefs host, Victor Osio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another wonderful episode of the Diaspora Chiefs podcast. Today with me, I have a genius in the house. I have Dr. Aisha El Sheikh. She is the founder and CEO of the El Sheikh International, and um, she lives in Bath. So, ladies and gentlemen, Aisha Sheikh. Hello, Aisha. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you, Victor, and thank you for hosting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how has it been with you? How are you celebrating your? How was your? Um, How's the Christmas season with you? Uh, Christmas was a very interesting uh, holiday. <laughs> so I, uh, it was work at the same time, a holiday, if that makes sense, like working and pleasure at the same time. So um, I would work during the day and then like in the lunchtime and stuff like that, um, I would be, in, I got invited to my friends. I, I had a great Christmas. So uh, it was my first ever Greek Christmas and it was one interesting Christmas, let's just put it this way. Um, yeah, and like we had meals, danced, and then came home and started working again. <laughs> and that was my day <laughs> for, that, for that evening. Uh, I, fully, um, I fully subscribe to that. I fully subscribe to work and play, work and play, <laughs> work and play, you know. Yeah. Thanks. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, okay. Um, I'm... I'm a PhD a graduate. I'm a medical scientist. I've got a background in um, biomedical research, um, regenerative medicine, and I have recently uh, finished my PhD in pharmacy and pharmacology, specializing in Alzheimer's disease and cardiovascular. Um, however, I have a very interesting journey because while I was studying, I was also creating alternative career paths for myself. So I would also like on the weekends, whenever I could, I wanted to learn more about like business, how to start a business because I went through my own educational journey and up and down. And, and so I would always immerse myself in something productive. That's what I, I did. Um, so I was learning and getting qualified in other areas alongside my studies. So I would take, for example, um, other courses. And it's just a, an idea. I believe that to make better, uh, to have better options in life or better, better choices in life, you ha it has to come from a place of abundant knowledge and not from a place of scarcity. When you have enough knowledge, then you can make better choices in life. However, if you don't, you usually make poor choices. Uh, and that's why for me, knowledge is like, I have an insatiable appetite for learning. Um, and I think it's attributed to my mom for some reason, but um, because she always said, you know, knowledge is, is, is your key. You, this is what's gonna help you. Don't focus about money, don't focus, focus about improving yourself, focus about learning. And that's what will, what will help you, that's your weapon. Um, for me, I disagree with just like saying knowledge is weapon. I think applying the knowledge is the weapon. Um, so for me, um, uh, that's what I've implemented on a subconscious level in my life um, and also learned 
I wanted to, I went through my own experiences in life and that put me, pushed me towards learning specific areas like, you know, about health, about um, personality, about the mind, about psychology, about uh, medical research or medicine. Uh, and, and I went my, on my own like journey with that. Today I am a consultant and educator in health, personal development and human behavioral therapy. Um, so I realized all our behavior, whether it's, is, is, is in health, whether it's our well-being, all starts with the mind. And um, that's why I started diving into the mind and understanding the mind, why people behave certain way, how to uh, handle the social uh, problems we have. Like, you know, uh, the problem in, see, the problem with our society is that many people are unsatisfied or happy with their life. This can create many psychological and behavioral problems like addiction, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, all type of like a distorted self-image that not only affects them, but affects their family and their loved one and creates a lot of problems and affects also the next generation, you know. But if someone is able to understand and be happier and live healthier and understand their mind, their self, then they can create a better life for themselves. Um, I believe like Aristotle says something very wise. It's like uh, um, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. So I always encourage people to start learning about themselves and learning about the behavior, whether they have a good behavior or bad behavior, why they behave a certain way, how to understand their mind, why, how it can, how can they better their life and become a better version of themselves. So for me, it's about unlocking people's potential. And that's what I'm doing today. This is what my mission, like, my vision in for my life and for other people in society so um, my big goal is to tackle social issues and that's what my business is about it's actually social enterprise helping people to help themselves and help others and empower them because that's what i believe is if you just you know learn something and not be able to use it that's not actually empowering that's just being selfish but being able to learn how to experience and also help other people that's empowering other people and empowering the next generation and that's my where my thoughts are that's so that's so that's so powerful that's so powerful was it the personal experience so coming from a uh, from a personal perspective that made you to go into this profession it, it is because see with my background, I, I see I've been through many like of life troubles people, most people go through, including being abused, being um, having a need developing eating disorder, depression, suicidal thoughts, and, uh, like all that kind of problems that about self-image and all that. Like the thing is, I discovered a lot about myself. And in order for me, the good the good thing is I discovered that a lot of people don't know they know, they don't know their problems. For me, I acknowledged my problems and I actually seek help. Some people know their problems and they're just being stuck in that cycle because they don't know how. And being aware, some of them they're not even aware they have the problems. So for me, coming from the background and the struggle I had, I always had this nagging feeling, you know what, don't give up. There's, there, there's, you don't know what you don't know. You just need to know what you need to know. So seek that knowledge, seek that information to help you. And, and to be honest, and I learned as well, nobody can help you but yourself. This is, this, this is why I, I started, I started learning. I started, you know what, I'm going to learn and put myself out there. Okay. How to get, um, my whole, like most of my twenties are gone because I was stuck in, in my old uh, pattern. 
you know, not knowing how to get out, not knowing, and also going. So I had two things. One is background, is, is my mental, um, not being aware of my mental, how it was driving my decisions. And the second one was because I was always wanting to please, always wanting to achieve higher, to please my mom, to family, to for people. And I realized it all stemmed from the feeling of being not good enough or not, not being loved the fear of, of not being, wanting to be loved. And, and because of the trauma and all that, that what was driving my behavior. But now I know, and now I know how to handle it. But going through that, also being bullied, being, you know, had a lot of effect on my self-image, the way I portray myself and my worth, my, my worth, my self-worth. So um, going through that and reflecting now on the experiences, you know, I believe, you don't give up, always have hope, you know, um, it's just, you just need to know what, what's the next right step for you. And, and coming from that kind of place and to almost dying to turning my whole life around, whether it's health, whether it's, it's um, psychology, I'm not sure what, but I never gave up. I felt like, you know what, I do believe in God. You know, I do believe that there is a bigger purpose for our life. There is a meaning to our life. And I do believe that um, everything happens for a reason. And I was like, why God, why is this happening to me? You know, many people say either blame it or hate it or like discontinue. But for me, I was like, maybe most of the people who are great had to go through adversities, through obstacles, through pain, you know? And I realized, you know what? Maybe I'm going through this in order for me to be someone, someone great that can help and lead people to, to be a light to the people mm -hmm. and to guide them. And, and that's what I took from it. You know, you can take the positive aspect of life or you can take the negative aspect of life and be in misery. Mm -hmm. And for me, I chose the positive aspect of life. I chose, you know what? I know people who are worse than me, you know? And I always fell on gratitude. I always was grateful. I never tried to compare. Yes, I want to have the nice car, the house, the f perfect family, you know, the, the having, I did never, I grew up with from a broken home. Like my parents divorced when I was a kid. I, I got abuse, all kind of abuse when I was a child. And, and, and then coming from that kind of background and actually not knowing what, what's like for me now, I, I would never have imagined my life to be this way now. If I was being, if I, if you told the young me, this is who you're going to be, I would never have imagined that. I thought I would have been dead by now, to be honest. Um, but for taking that into consideration and keep going and never giving up and not learning that, you know what, this is, this is a character building. This is what going to keep you, um, this is what inspires people because everyone's go through pain, different level of pain, different level of, you know, but for me, I wanted to start with myself. Like I wanted to start with understanding myself. Why did I behave? Why did I have that eating disorder? Why did I uh, had this depression that I was like clinically depressed for a long time. And then I realized, you know what? I wasn't, it's nothing to do with the balance of your chemicals in the brain. It's to do with how you perceive reality and the world you live in. 
Um, so there is a lot more, that's why I'm going to be doing videos and stuff like that specific for each of the different areas because I had to learn it and I, had, I, I was experiencing, I also have knowledge in that area and how to come out of that area. But that's a different topic for another, for another podcast or another video. So I'm starting my channel soon. That's, um, that, that's wonderful. I just want to ask you, I just want to ask you, um, yeah. going through all this, how did you, how did you, how did you become aware and acknowledge that this is going to be a pivotal moment for you to chill like i need to like be accountable to myself how did you i i went through a, a phase where i felt lost in my life i felt i'm doing everything what everyone else tells me to do what a society expects me to do and it's i had to go on a retreat i had to do my own soul searching journey so i went on my own retreats learning from people of the best in the world and then Tony Robbins was one of the main contributors as well. So um, for me, he's one of my biggest mentors. I've learned a lot from him. Uh, I've learned a lot from my other great mentors. Like I've, I've started seeking people who are experts, basically, and wanting to find answers, how they can help me to, to help myself change my life. You know, and, and, and from them, that's what made me realize, uh-oh, now I know why I'm unhappy is because I was living someone else's dream and not mine. So that's when I started questioning myself. What is actually my dream? What are my hopes? What are my, my aspirations in this world? And I know it came from a good place because it was, you know, you know, I grew up in a typical family where, you know, they want their children to be doctors, lawyers, you know, all that. And they said, that's the best thing for you. But then I believe God, everyone is very special and unique in this world. And everyone's got a hidden gift and potential. And for me, I realized, what is mine? What is it that I'm good at? What am I innately? What, what is God's gift for me? And that's when I started like learning more about myself. I started diving and trying different things. That's why I'm doing a lot of uh, my next project is working and helping people how to find, figure out their passion and purpose in life. So that's one of the topics I'll be talking about aside from depression, aside from all the social issues. But actually, because now I figured it out, I wished someone helped me at the earlier stage in my life. And that's why I decided, you know what, I'm going to create this to help the youth, to help younger generation to actually get there faster. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, if you said if um, you wish someone had helped, <clears throat> you wish someone had helped you earlier, but would you have been ready then, or it has to come from your own realization? I would it, it, it would be better because I didn't know about personal development. This is not something I grew like learning. You don't learn in school how to become a better person, how to, you know, have self-confidence, how to, they don't teach you that. They just teach you material that is for a specific purpose. Yeah, well, the thing is you manage to, you, you, you manage to do like a 180 degree and you seek mentors, you seek help, you seek people who are actually the best in the world and you kind of now going into entrepreneurship because i've seen that you've actually turned your life around so going to entrepreneurship you mentioned developing your self-confidence just now and um, how did you what are you how did you start developing your self-confidence and can you just walk us through the thing is, I, it went through phases. So I've learned from different people. So I had to come up with my own perception of what they, what they were teaching and saying. And this is what most people do anyways. So one of the main mentors, um, so if we were talking about confidence, let's say, um, which was going to be probably our main topic for today, but um, you, 
you learn. Most people just learn and either regurgitate what they've learned, uh, but they never actually understood. Confidence is a sense of certainty. It can be certain about yourself, you know, about what you believe in, uh, about like your own abilities or your confidence on like what, like the environment by feedback and stuff like that. There are levels of confidence and there are different like uh, la layers to it. Um, one yeah, is like, yeah, let's, yeah. Explore. let's go deep into that. Okay. Uh, and so let's talk about confidence uh, and the layers of confidence. Usually um, as a child, there are, there are two types. One is learned and one is innate. So basically, it's, uh, this is according to the mostly psychologists, the main psychologists Freud and Eric Erickson in terms of personality development. Uh, but I'm not going to get into the scientific aspect of it. I will just explain the basic um, concept and how it starts, why some people are born and you feel like, oh, they're like you know, these children who are like really confident and some people are really shy and like, you know, and, and it's to do with their understanding of the world. In terms of Eric Erickson's um, theory, uh, when you're born in the first year of, well, first and a half year of your life, you know, uh, as a baby, your whole world is your caretaker, your mother, okay? So when you're, this is a very interesting story because imagine as a baby, you, are, you can't do anything but on the outside, you're all dependent completely on the outside world, okay, which is the mother to feed you, to take care of you, to keep you warm and all that. So as you grow older, the, the mother also represents the world as a child so it's ingrained see our mind our subconscious mind does not distinguish between present past and future it's always living in the present like there is no distinction so it's always working in that in that kind of the mechanism and it's the main driver it's the storage it's like the hard drive of all our experiences in our life our own experiences learning and and everything that we've been through as a from the day we're born until the day we die our conscious subconscious mind stores that. But we are unable usually to access it. You cannot access this kind of information. However, at a subconscious level, uh, it drives our, our behavior. So your subconscious mind at this point is, is, is the baby is like testing the world, okay? When, when you're at the first year, okay, there's something called uh, trust and mistrust in terms of uh, personality development as a child. And I'm, I'm doing it only relevant to confidence. There's a lot of layers, but I'm just gonna explain it in terms of the confident layer. So basically when a baby is crying and a mother comes, he develops a relationship. Oh no, she's gonna feed me. You know, this is how, this is, I'm gonna, that means they are developing trust. This is how people develop trust, yep, okay? Yep. As a child from a subconscious level. Okay, not as a conscious level, you know, but at a subconscious level. However, if the care, if this is if someone had a good experience in life, they develop trust in, into the world. And as they grow older, no matter how bad the situation is, they always feel like, you know what, I, I, I can trust people. Yeah, this is how you get people who trust people easily. And this is how you get people who like, no matter, you can't even trust your best friend. Okay. People as a child, let's go back to that baby. Okay. This baby now Okay, if, if it started, if the mother did not, or the caretaker did not attend the baby, did not change the diet, did not, and he's crying and crying and crying, he develops a mistrust to the world at the subconscious level. Okay, yep, so yep, yep, that's yep. how they start becoming, I, this is the stage where it's like, can I trust the world? 
or can I not trust the world? People, for, that's why it's important when a baby develops a balance between trust and mistrust. For example, if the mother he started crying, the mother didn't come immediately, but came later on, mm-hmm. you know, but she, she attended him eventually. This is how the child develops something called hope in their personality. Okay. You know, so, so no matter how much, even if they didn't come immediately, so this is how the child has to resolve as a child internally, how they have to resolve the mistrust and trust of the world. And this is, carries on to this day in their life, even when it comes to their decision as an adult. Can I trust this person? Can I not? Is there, even if they're crisis in their business, let's say, okay, there's always hope that it will get better. Definitely. But some people, no matter what, they can, they can become miserable. They can, they can no, I can't trust it. I can't. So they, this is how they don't put enough effort to actually make things work. And that's why they start building experiences to reinforce that negative experience in yeah, their life. Yeah. Okay. And then the second, um, the second layer is trust and mistrust. The second layer, autonomy, this happens between like um, 18 to 36 months. Um, this is the age when you're two, it's a potty training. I'm just going to speak about these two, two levels because it's very interesting. Party, this is very interesting information for parents because they actually influence the child's personality development at a very, very young age, according to these um, theories by Eric Rexens. And, and I'm not going to speak about Freud at the moment because that's a different, but for, for in terms of how it's relevant to confidence here. So in the second level is, a, is, is something called, a child has to decide between... Um, resolve this issue between autonomy and then developing shame and doubt. Okay. This is the period where a child, if, if this is where they autonomy means they are able to control themselves, for example, whether they go to the toilet, control their sphincters, blah, blah. So, so if you are harshly treating that child at that age, let's say on the autonomy side, um, if you are, for example, if the child is, 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 um, did something like peed or whatever in a, you know, and you didn't punish them and just let them go, they, 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 they develop eventually a, a sense of, they, I'm in control. However, if, if that's why there should be a balance between punishment and reward, like between punishment and not punishing the child. You shouldn't be punishing that child at that age you know, harshly. Uh, because that's when they're actually developing that. However, if, if, if you want everyone, like if they want to them to be trained really, really well, as an adult, they become a perfectionist. They become, they want everything in, in, in order. They want everything like, you know, and that's how they, they, they if everything is a miss, then, then like, like the they get, they the whole world is turned upside down. Yes, yes. While on the other side, if you don't train them completely and don't punish them at all, not even punish, but like, you know, um, like make them kind of a balance between, between autonomy and they start becoming messier. So as an adult, they, they have, however, these people with uh, like strict autonomy, they can also be judgmental on people that things should be a certain way and these people should behave a certain way. So it's, it's part, it plays an important part of their personality. Okay. Uh, while on the other side, if they are treated really harshly, they stop becoming, if the, so for example, if the child is beaten up or something for just, just like, you know, uh, not being able, they start having doubt on, on themselves. They start feeling shame mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be doing something because they're doubting their own ability to control things as an independence. And, and it affects their independency um, level in their brain. And also, uh, they feel shame. 
if they are completely like being punished all the time, that's when the child become more um, towards the doubt, doubting himself all the time, doubting their ability, doubting their, everything they do in their life. And that's how it start, starts beginning from there but in terms of know. the innate. Yeah. And, and the idea is for that child, it should be a balance between the autonomy and being the shame and doubt, you know, otherwise they can become reckless. They can become really, they can become, you know, so it's the ability between um, like balancing that these two main factors does affect. And the thing is, if they balanced it well, that's how they develop will, will and determination. Hmm. When it, so I'm willing, I can control it. At the same, so it's a very, very interesting thought process when it comes to innate confidence. However, our confidence is also influenced by learned, like learned experiences, like learned um, environmental from our friends. How whether they're rewarding us, whether it's not. So this is mainly when it comes to innate confidence. Now we're going to talk about learned confidence or the confidence that we gain um, from the outside world. Okay, and and ourselves in a way. So the, the, the second part of the confidence, since we just explained a little bit briefly about the psychology yeah. aspect of, yeah. you know, why, like the, why some children are like, you know, really confident while some, some of them are really shy and, and like doubtful or like they can't, like they have guilt or stuff like that. And so this, let's leave that aside. And this takes us to our present age now, whereby even as adults, we, we still find out that even for us to take a decision to say, start up a business or follow your passion you start doubting yourself you want to make sure that your ideas that are actually perfect you see all the green lights before you start i think mm. it has to do with <clears throat> what you just explained now the confident issues yes that's one of the main like one of the drivers but that doesn't mean you can't be a new path you can, this is what um, our brain is, is there's plasticity to our brain Okay, you, you can learn and change things and it's by repetition, by having certain strategies and techniques. So I'm saying one of the contributing factor is innate confidence. Mm -hmm. However, you can also have learned confidence, which is what you can focus on. You cannot, you cannot help yourself as a child. You know, you cannot mm -hmm. help what happened to you as a child or, or someone who has been treating you badly as a child. So you have mistrust in the world. But as an adult, you have choices now of what mm -hmm. to do. Okay, and that's what, see, I, people who have depression and, and people who think that everything is miserable and stuff, because they're focusing on the things that are negative and they're focusing on the things that they can't control. When you can't control something, when you focus on it, you become miserable and you feel like you don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And that's because you're focusing on that. Instead, to be more productive human beings, more productive adults, that we should in a way it's better to focus on the things that you can control in order to have a more happier grateful like joyful life mm -hmm. because if we can keep controlling on things about like our looks and stuff like that, that we can't control or, or about like you know things like our circumstances yeah you can control circumstances you can but but how you can for example death you cannot control death yep. okay it's how you look at that person who died how you look at your perception of how you look at that situation that's what you have control over and maybe need help with if you don't know how and that's what what sh how you shift you should shift your mind towards that kind of mindset otherwise you are you are living in misery you're going to be yeah. living in misery and misery attracts misery literally if you're miserable you'll see the world in a miserable way you will have miserable experiences because you're not seeking good experiences 
and and that's what i'm saying it's poor decision made from a lack of knowledge and 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 having a poor decision will just attract more poor decisions you're not going to make better decisions if you have a poor decision if you decided to go into drugs or or alcohol or Mm -hmm. whatever to to just you know um deal with something that is actually nothing materialistic but it's all mental then you're actually stuck because you're making poor decisions however if you say okay what can i change how can i look at the situation you see how I can perceive the world, or how, how can I change my perception of how I receive the world? And knowing that your brain lies to you, your brain actually lies to you because our reality is not reality. How? How, how does your brain lie okay. to you? Okay, see, we, we see the world through lenses, okay? Through lenses, through our past experience. This is what we call an NLP. Let's just talk about NLP, for example. It teaches you how we, our brain works in terms of processing information and language. Okay, how we're perceiving the world. Most of us, because our, there's a lot of information, we're bombarded by a lot of information. The brain distorts. They, they like chunking. The brain likes to chunk things. You know, um, this is where work is. This is where, like, you know, um, home is. This is where the people I know. This is people I don't know. But, so th- th- he likes gen- because it's easy to maintain. And in order to do that junction, junction, uh, no, what is it? Sorry. In order to do that um, chunking, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you need to do uh, the brain distorts, generalize, and delete information to what is based on your own perception and beliefs of the world and it's a cycle and that's a, that's a different topics we can go on to but uh, that's a completely different topic but it's a very interesting because it t- tells you that not everything you see you should treat it as a fact okay because because or what you hear or what you so because our brain is is processed for us to to basically let's say we see this is the paper yeah but what is this in reality? Talking reality. This is our reflection, right? Our eyes processing that information that we just, we just received. Mm-hmm. And also, what is a paper? It's just, if we look at it at a molecular level, it's just atoms or, or particles vibrating at a certain frequency to produce this material or this sense. Our body, is, is, is cells are all atoms, you know, and, and when, when you go into a subconscious level, you know you're actually part of this whole universe. You're just vibrating at a certain frequency to create solid materials or not non-solid, like, you know what I mean? And, yep. and knowing that, that's a completely also another topic, but like, <laughs> but knowing that is, is our, how our, this is a more like aha moment, you know, of, mm-hmm. you know what, not everything we see, we hear is real, but what is, what we can do is is how we perceive things okay how what can we take what message can we take from learning about this learning how when you say for example our brain say if you see someone who's behaving badly okay you say this person is bad you're judging their action and and attributing to their to the person okay but in reality maybe the situation you haven't had the whole context of that situation why this person is behaving badly maybe the other person did something really bad to them okay but we don't have the full picture but because our brain likes to delete things it's like chunking information Mm -hmm. okay you already made an assumption yes it makes assumption and a very 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 small limited information Mm -hmm. and that's why you cannot always trust the brain that's why why i'm talking about your brain lies to you it doesn't give you the full information that's why it's 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 important to actually seek more information to make better judgment about the situation 
okay and not also act blindly and that's how what this is this is very important because a lot of people take things so seriously they start acting on it and yep. that's when it comes to a belief system see our brain what happens is if you see something and uh, that's why we have something called uh, in the brain to have a help attention um, it's called reticular activating system and i'm sure many people heard of it and it's basically it's a way for your brain to just focus on the things that are important to you okay if you tell your brain you know what i'm gonna be um i'm gonna be good at something okay brain will follow you know why because it was at the subconscious level because now you made a focus on something I'm going to be good at whatever it is. I'm going to be good at public speaking. Okay, let's just take this, the biggest fears in people. I'm going to be a good at public speaking. You know what? Your brain at the subconscious level, even if you're not thinking about it, will, will search sift through all past experiences where you were good at speaking. Even the things that you don't remember as a child, anything that would support that idea that you put in your head. If you say you're bad at public speaking, so what it does here, if you're good at public speaking, it will search through your database, your, your, your past experience database, and also your perception of reality mm -hmm. and delete some of the information in reality to support that idea. And, and also bring other experiences to reinforce that idea and belief. That's how people create belief systems in their brain is through reinforced ideas or beliefs or past experiences that support a certain idea. Okay, it's the same thing. If you think you're not good at public speaking, you will be. It's the same. This is, as you, as you tell your brain, you will actually become, you know, you are actually breathing life into whatever you're saying. Yes, this is yes. very important, very, very important concept to understand and really, really think about because once you understand this, you will master your life in a way because you would know how important it is what the, whatever you were saying, how it's affecting your brain, how it's affecting, affecting your behavior and productivity. So if you say you're not good at like public speaking, what will happen is your brain says, yeah, you're horrible at public speaking because of this, 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 past experiences, it will replay in your head. And that would reinforce that belief system in your head. Yep. Okay. And also whatever you see in the present, or the present experience will also delete information that is supportive and will only seek information that will support why you're not good at public speaking. So it's very important to understand the words you say you breathe life into. This is very, very important to understand. So that because that's how our brain processes information. What do, you, what do you have to say about people that actually wants to be to start up a business or start up follow their yeah. passion, but they are being frozen because they they can't trust themselves? Yeah, this is this is the um, issue. One of the issues I struggled with um, when I started because I'm a startup myself. You know, um, you always have doubts because it's something you've never done before. You always have doubts. The idea is, is, is adapt the belief system that you trust yourself no matter what. There is no such thing as wrong decisions. It's only learning experiences, okay? Nobody's perfect because if you start, if you want, if you're gonna wait till you're gonna be perfect, you're still gonna be imperfect because when you test the idea in the market, it's still gonna need perfection. But if, if you just, this is a very good a book by uh, uh, Rob Moore about um, like a, how to start up and not being perfect. Um, I'm not sure, let me just, um, 
something. I have it somewhere. I forgot the title. <laughs> Anyways, he talks a lot about um, business startup and how to start not being perfect, how to start a business without being perfect. Um, I haven't like, um, that's in terms of how to start up a business. Um, do your research, get mentors. This is my biggest advice is to always get teach, teachers to help you because you'll all go get, take resources. If you're a university student, let's say for example, or someone who just recently graduated, go to your university, they have free resources of, of, of um, business starting up, how to start business incubators. So this is, can help you in terms of having support system as well. If you're on your own and you truly believe, one of the things is also test the market before you launch the ideas. So you need to basically just put your idea out there, do a survey, do see, is there a demand for your ideas or not? It's easy to say, oh, I know this is gonna be perfect because this is what people need, but is, do they actually need? When I did my survey about the different topics like I wanted to start with talking about, I thought um, basically finding purpose and passion would be one of the main, main themes. Uh, but instead I had a lot of people talking, wanting to learn more about stress management and procrastination. So, so that's, I was like, wow, this is quite a surprising, like for me, I thought more about people uh, wanting to deal with belief system and stuff like that. That's what I thought. But like when I did the survey, I realized, so sometimes it's good to see, there are four different types of people. Okay, in terms of their motivators, in terms of their, some people who really believe in themselves, they don't need anyone else and they trust themselves and then go on the world and do whatever they want without getting feedback. Okay, there are people who always constantly need feedback that they can't do something. So they always wanting that like input, input, input. But also there's people who are confident about their ability, but they also want to see other people's um, feedback. Well, like, you know, just to reinforce whether they're doing a good job, this is very important when it comes to employing people as well, whether they're doing good. So you need to know what their motivators are, what's good for them. And, and, and some people would, um, they don't think they're good, but when, they, when someone else tells them you're doing well, they start developing trust in themselves as well. Okay, so know what type of who you are as a person. For me, for example, I'm the type of person, I think I'm confident about my ideas, but I also at some point need feedback from the outside world. Like, mm -hmm. okay, am I doing, am I in the right track? Well, some people it's like, oh, I don't need anyone. I know everything. So, and some people feel like, oh no, I need always, always. So know who you are and try to improve. Know your strengths and weaknesses. It's very, very important when it comes to being an entrepreneur. And, and there is nothing wrong with knowing your, your weaknesses because that's what you know. Either you can improve it or hire someone who have strong, uh, strong strength in the area that you're weak at and be part of their company and, and let them join the company or, and also do other tests, obviously, when it comes to the personality and stuff like that, whether they get along or not. But that's an important thing to have as an entrepreneur. Um, so this is my, my thought when it comes to startup, do the business plan, do, uh, if you can, uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I did the, I did a jumble. Like I've done whatever I could, whenever I could in a very short period of time, because I just recently together, but I also got mentors in business. I seek a mentor in public speaking. I seek a mentor in branding my business. I seek there's always investment. You have to invest some money if, in order to get more money. 
you know, um, and it might not be immediate because I'm still like in the, in the startup phase, but at least you get proper guidance from people who are already doing the business, who's done the mistakes. You don't have to do it yourself. And right. that's the fastest way of, of getting yourself off the ground and having more confidence in terms of the business. You will always have risks, but that's part of being an entrepreneur. Uh, my mentor said, entrepreneurship is like jumping off a cliff and building a plane on the way down. This crash, is what entrepreneurship yeah. is. My, in my crash, and actually build the plane with maybe one yeah. wing, one engine, and you might fly like this. Either way, yeah. just go. Because I must congratulate you because you you've actually managed to like do a 160 degree of your, a 180 degree of your life. You yeah, realize you. yourself and you actually change. Because I tell you, Aisha, there are so many people who are like who have been where you are. And they're still thinking about should I, should I, should I, should I, should I? If they have no idea where to go, they, 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 even though they, they have an idea what to do, taking the first step of I've, I've actually seen, as you were saying something, I just, I just looked, um, I just checked Rob Moore now, and I just oh yeah, yeah, this is this is the one exactly. Start now, sorry, I forgot the title. Start now, start now yeah, and, start now. and be perfect later. Get, get, get perfect later. Yes, yeah. I just saw it now. Yeah, so it's it's actually good because. When when we start, we don't we don't really know where we are going. We just have the big picture, and we think we're going straight like this. Whereas, it's 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 up and down. It's up, up and down. down. It's an up and down journey. And when you have a healthy mindset, you have a healthy dose of confidence in you. You know that you have that hope. I really like the way you like you 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 spoke about hope. So when we as entrepreneurs or startup, when we start a business, we know that definitely it is going to work. So as we move, <coughs> we move, we learn, we move, we learn, we cover and move, cover and move and we learn. Um, and one important thing is, is to consider, you know, don't think of failure as failure. I always thought failure as part of the success process. Mm. Always part of the success process because, you know, when you fail, it's not really failure. It's when you quit, that's the real failure. That's, in my opinion, this is what, what it means to fail, really, really miserably fail and do nothing. It's, it's doing nothing, actually. But you and actually try, and, and no matter how much you go down, you get up and get up and get up and try different things and try different What Analyze, why hasn't this worked? How can I make it better? Who can help me? I think when it comes to entrepreneurship, this is what you need to think of. At the beginning, you become overwhelmed of, oh, I need to learn about marketing. I need to learn how to build a website. This is exactly what I'm going through in a way, but, but, but I'm, I'm telling you the difficulties. Uh, how to build a business plan, who to get funding from, how to invest, how to do this and that. So for me, when it comes to hand, feeling overwhelmed and stress, it's because you think everything all at once. Yep. You're thinking of all different things all at once. And that's how people become overwhelmed and like, either stop working, being not productive and procrastinate, or, or they just give up. And the only a more effective and productive way of doing it is actually, first of all, write your priorities down. Like write what's important that it needs to be done. Everything, it's called a brain dump. Write everything that's in your brain that is worrying you and have to do blah, 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 blah. Write it all on a paper. This is a very important exercise because 
it, I, I trust me because your mind is going to be empty. You don't have to worry about what to keep and retain in your mind to remember. This is step number one. Step number two is prioritize. Prioritize that list that you just wrote down. What is really important that you need to do at this moment in time? Number three is to delegate. Delegate the tasks. If, is this something you have to do yourself or is this something you can rely on your friends or hire someone to do for you? And that's how you cut down on things. If you think you have to do this, 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 this all in your head while you're trying to go for a meeting, well, you're not going to be focused. You're not going to be present. You're not going to be there. Okay. And, and you're not going to be helpful to anyone in a way. And you're just going to overwhelm and burn yourself out. So this is an important three ticks, uh, to, uh, what is it, uh, tips to, to when it comes to like handling, like when you're feeling overwhelmed mm -hmm. and understand what, where it's stem, stemming from. However, um, there is something about confidence that I didn't, the actual three levels of confidence that I haven't even spoke about, but I don't know if we have time to actually even yeah, speak about it. Yeah, we have time. We, we have time to, <laughs> to, 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 to add one to it. Okay, uh, I'm just going to go quickly over it, okay? okay. Um, the, the, the learned confidence, remember I was talking about innate confidence, which is um, the baby aspect yeah. of learning, and there is innate learned confidence, okay? This is one of one of my mentors. He, he, I've learned from he. He said there are three levels of confidence. One is is a, a um, surface confidence, basically how you uh, how pe other people perceive you, and how you we project through um, the voice tonality, for example, the way we uh, are appearing, the way we speak, the way our body language is, and blah 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 blah. And some people can uh, uh, it, attain that uh, persona, and that's how they can be become projected into the being confident um, however the only danger is that if you're not feeling what you're saying people would notice that mm -hmm. there's something called incongruency between your behavior and what you say or how you how your body language is behaving yes, okay and and people how that that's how you get mistrust between people and the person who's speaking or the person you're dealing with um, and that could be a downside to to that kind of confidence that surface level confidence um, the second one is a lifestyle confidence. Lifestyle confidence is, is, is literally everything you feel that makes you confident about yourself that is lifestyle related. Like uh, your not just lifestyle, but I'm talking about everything that you derive confidence from, whether it's your intellect, whether it's your experience, whether it's your um, lifestyle, cars, money. People feel confident because they have a lot of money. This is how they project themselves. This is why I, I, I'm, I'm confident. You know, the, the, and there's a lot more. Some people are more confident about their career. Some people that the thing is the danger with that is that if you're some people that put a lot of effort in one side, for example, like career or just getting money, 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 and, and they're feeling very confident about that and then neglect other areas of their life, like their health, their, their relationship, their family, la, 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 la. And the problem is, if this went down, if something bad happens, mm -hmm. that's every effort, that's where the danger is. Everything that they put into their confidence about themselves goes down. Absolutely. Because if they lost their job, if, if someone who's, for example, obsessed with health and neglected everything else with their life, they got ill. They stop being confident because that's everything they know, everything they put effort to. That's why it's important when it comes to confidence to have a balance in different areas of your life. So 
you so an exercise someone can do is that um, they can write down where do I drive my confidence from where am I confident at in my life and put a circle is it a big circle small circle how big confidence in terms of their level of confidence some people have their career or intellect or knowledge is a big confidence okay but when it comes to like um, relationship or, or other aspect of their life it's quite small so what you can think about this is like this is an area I need to improve on Okay, so the thing is, what happens is when you have all the other areas is in balance, even if one area collapsed, like your, your health or your, your career, okay, you still have the other areas to support you in terms of your confidence. Absolutely. You know, you're still confident that you have a good family, people who love you. You're still confident that you have your health, even if your career is gone. You're still confident that you are, uh, have their ability to restart something new. So that's another level of confidence that um people drive their and that's when pe people go wrong in terms of their self their confidence about themselves okay if if they spend too much time on some something and left the rest and that's how their confidence collapses okay uh, the same with the surface level it will collapse because as i said it's in terms of their behavior in terms of their body language and how they pro like project to the people so you yeah. have to be careful when you're projecting to the people what you're actually projecting and being aware of that yeah, the third yeah being congruent with your with uh, your your thoughts and beliefs and your action mm -hmm. um the third is an important and the most neglected one i think in my opinion which is uh, the the most the primary confidence or the core confidence and this is how this is actually um the way we how we perceive ourselves and the relationships we have with ourselves so how what do i mean by that i mean like the it's forgiveness is is do you forgive yourself or not see do you forgive others or not if you go through life having carrying grudges or, or carrying experiences from the past that event has ended and it's in the past however you're having this big massive bag on your shoulder and it's do you think you're going to move forward and better in your life and faster you will always have that big bag dragging you down and slowing you down and always giving you that reliving that experiences over and over and over again. And I think it's the most not being able to forgive literally robs you of your time, of your life. Time is the most precious commodity we have in, in this life. Okay, your time is so precious. And if you keep thinking about that incident over and over again, can you imagine how much time and effort and emotions you've been reliving and wasting that precious time that instead over this day, over this moment, over this year, imagine how much time you spend just rethinking and reliving that experience. And instead, if you had that time, what would you do with that time that would be more productive in your life? How many hours, 18,000, 800 hours, you know, you, how much, what can you do if you have that time in your life back? But if you keep going that way, not being able to, to sometimes we're not even be able to forgive ourselves, you know, we're always, always like blaming ourselves for things and then, and not actually forgiving ourselves. And that's, that's the most important relationship is the relationship with ourselves. Okay. This is how we develop a core confidence. This is what I'm giving you right now. It's forgiveness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. forgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. And the second one is about developing trust. Um, trust with yourself. How do you do that? 
okay? If you develop trust with yourself, is when you say to yourself, I'm going to do something, some people say, oh, no, no, I don't feel like doing it now. Or I don't want to, like if you said, oh, I'm going to wake up 5 a.m. and then not wake up, you're actually having breaking trust with yourself. Yeah. You don't, you develop a, a distrust to your own actions and your own behavior. And over time, this is where the, when it comes to people, oh, when you tell them, oh, um, can you do this for me? Oh, maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Because they don't have that trust within themselves. You know, they're unable to develop that. But someone who said, yeah, they, some people who are decisive, they know if they can or they can't do something. Yep. It's because they established that routine and that trust within themselves. They say, okay, um, I can get delivered by then because I'm confident and I have the trust in myself that I would do it by then. So they have a strong core confidence, these people who can say, yes, I can do it. People who use this, uh, I'll try, or maybe, they, still, they lack that sense of self-confidence in themselves. And that's how you know when it's by the way they, they, they phrase things. So it's, it's important. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just some people are not aware of it. So for me, it's, that's why it's important for me to raise awareness of what, you, what you're doing. So you know your strengths and weaknesses, and then you can improve on yourself. And that's the important thing. When it comes also, there's also something called self-kindness. Okay, so we have forgiveness, trust, trust, okay? Trusting yourself, establish that trust, and it can be established by setting new rules for yourself. If you say, I'm going to go to the gym every morning and I'm going to go there at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m., actually, you're going to get up and do it. And do it over time until it becomes a habit. And that's you become more confident saying, you know what? You know what? I did it. I have wow. that confidence now. That core confidence, that's what it's called also core confidence because it's from within. Mm -hmm. Okay. Plus, if you have the lifestyle confidence, plus if you have the soup, then that's how more successful people, or it depends on what your definition of success is, but like what you, uh, what you look up to probably do. You know, that they have, they healed. Yeah, they healed that relationship with themselves. Um, the, sec the third most important ones and I, I think majority majority of the people if not all do not do is self-kindness it's being kind yes, to right. yourself okay um i'm i think i um i wrote this down as some because i thought it was very very important because it was reflecting my own belief system it's and also too serious it's, it's not just that, it's self-kindness when you talk, determining relationship, it's that voice of a friend. People are so harsh on themselves. Mm -hmm. They say, how many times have you neglected, abused yourself, made yourself feel like a failure, blamed yourself for things you don't have control over, kept yourself like a prisoner because of fear of pain and stopped you from doing things you want to do, feel and experience in life. How many times you were unjust to yourself, made yourself feel worthless, okay? Even if, if your best friend, if you, even if you spoke to your best friend that way, it's not going to be your best friend anymore. At all. You know? Imagine people do it on a daily, daily basis to themselves. All of this. Oh, you're not good at this. Oh, maybe not. This is like, you know, you're worthless. Or you feel like, oh, nobody will love you. Nobody. You know, you're doing that to yourself all the time oh you're not going to be good at speaking people will judge you people will, you know you're not you're actually telling yourself this on a daily basis how do you think your brain remember the brain does what you tell it to do 
If you keep doing this over and over and over and over again to yourself all the time, kind of what? How how would yourself be like your confidence would be about yourself? That would be how. Can you imagine doing this to a child? Think about it this way. If you did this, you told this child, you, you are worthless. You are, you know, you're not good enough. You, you are, um, uh, what is it? Uh, you are a failure. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, um, what else people tell themselves? Like, you know, um, yeah. oh, you're not good at something. What are the things people tell themselves, you know, all the time? I cut, cut off. And, uh, your voice is gone. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you start, you start, and you fail. You keep telling yourself, you start this, you fail. You start that, you fail. Remember this idea you started, you fail that dash. Remember this business you started, you fail that this. So it keeps. Yeah, but it's, it's the voice. Um, what, what is important is the voice you tell yourself. So from now on, as an entrepreneur, okay, if you the things didn't go according to your way, think of yourself as a child. Whatever you're gonna say next. Are you going to say to a child or not? Hmm. This is about being kind to yourself. You, we are more kind to other people than ourselves. You know, we always like criticize that, that critic inside of us, you know, that, that, that voice that tells you you're not good at something or, or maybe, you know, you're not, you know, what, what if people say this? What if that, that doubt all the time, you know? Imagine having that on a repeated level every single day. What kind of person do you become? What kind of confidence would you have? Even if you had the lifestyle or the surface confidence, what kind of confidence would you have? At the end of the day, you're going to be unhappy. No matter what you do, you're going to be unhappy. Because first of all, you haven't forgiven yourself. Forgiving that mistake, whatever you've done. Okay? I don't call them mistakes. I just call them experiences. Yeah. That experience that you've done that might have portrayed as a negative experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, or, 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 or said something the wrong way. People get, get like regretful. Okay, and that they said something, then they regret. I was like, okay, how can you look at it from a positive? What can you learn from that experience? What can you do better next time? That's the questions you need to ask yourself instead of, oh, I'm so stupid. Why, should I, why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. Da, 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 da. Because that's exactly what people think about, you know. Um, and the most important thing, this is like the more, believe believe okay i need you to think of this as well as believe that you deserve the best yeah okay believe when you believe that you deserve the best think of the closest people to you who thought to you you are special or thought you're amazing because these are the people who really know you okay trust in their opinion if you get feedback from other people, it's good to take feedback. Criticism is good if it's constructive, not destructive. Okay. Yep. So, so when you get feedback from people and say, okay, but you always treat yourself because this is about you and this is how you build your core confidence. Having forgiven yourself and forgiven others because if you don't forgive others, forgiving others, even if they were horrible people, there are horrible people in the world. Mm-hmm. It's not about just forgiving their action. It's about letting go so you have your life. So they're not in control of your life anymore. When you have, when I think about my abuser, about whoever molested me when I was a child, it took me years, years I was living in that cycle of self-doubt, of being not good enough, feeling worthless, blah, blah, blah. 
then you know what I realized it was all and having that eating disorder and struggling with it all my life and 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 thinking about it you know what that person had most of my life I was living in the shadow of their actions Mm -hmm. and now I realize you know what I don't want to do that anymore they took a lot of my years a lot from me I don't want to give them that pleasure or that satisfaction to take and steal more of my life I'm going to reclaim my life now, you know, and, and I'm not going to let anyone have control over my decisions and how I want to live my life. And, and for me, forgiveness is letting go. That doesn't mean you forgive their action. It's just letting go because that, that's in the past. Now you're in the present. What are the future you're looking for? What's the future you want to look at? What, what is it that you want it to look like? And not just reliving that past experiences. Yes, it's, it's difficult to, to understand. That's why people go through therapy, therapy. But one of the important things about therapy is actually being able to change your perception and change your history, change your perception of your history, or change your perception of how you look at your past experiences in order to move on with your life in the present. And that's why people go, but that's one of the ways of, of doing it. But also believing that having that belief system, you know, people think people who go through rapes or people who go through really tragic, tragic events, you know, it's so unfortunate, it's so unjust and it's so unfair. But at the same time, you don't want to continue a life reliving that past. You want to say what's past is in the past. The best thing about the past is over. It's over. That is that is so no. that, that is so insightful. That is so insightful. Yeah, and, been, and yeah, yeah. Carry on. Yeah, so this, this has been a very a very wonderful conversation, and you opened my my eyes to so many things that happened in this 2019. So moving forward to to 2020, the last the last things that you mentioned on forgiving yourself trust yourself and um, be kind to yourself you know as being and to believe believe that you deserve the best yeah so and also yeah yeah. and also the last the last thing is actually giving unconditional love oh unconditional what do i mean by unconditional love to yourself i mean that say oh just because i didn't do something i don't love myself or just because the things didn't work out you're putting conditions people who have conditions you know oh i'm gonna love you because you did well or i'm gonna love you because you have done achieved something so when you say oh if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna love myself if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna what i'm saying is about unconditional love that you love yourself no matter what this is the most difficult part the thing is when i just mentioned it there's a lot of layers in confidence as i said but the most important one is this primary main confidence which is, is is the relationship with yourself and and how you perceive yourself and all these um, information about forgiveness about uh, trust it's very hard to do because we never learned how to yeah. yeah we grew up in a society where there's a lot of expectations disregarding the way we feel the way we form ideas the way we you know and and learning relearning all that or learning how to do that is something new. People are not com- comfortable with. But you know what? Confusion and uncomfortableness is a good thing. It's part of the growth, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, knowing that, 
and being able to apply it. And there are strategies to all that, to how to do that. And, and Say someone that, that does not have this primary or core confidence level, is there, can you just give us one strategy to just how to turn this around? Okay. This is all to do with the thoughts that goes to your brain. Okay, as I think it, the thoughts, the thoughts that we think changes the way we feel and affects your behavior and our behavior produce more thoughts, whether it's positive or negative to produce more feelings to, to produce a certain behavior or action. So when you say, when it comes to core confidence, okay, um, first of all, okay, forgiveness. Okay, why can you forgive yourself or not? How can you forgive yourself? Okay, say, listen, it's the conversation you have with yourself. It's being aware when you're saying to yourself, oh shit, I'm, I'm really sorry, excuse me for swearing, but like oh, saying that's, like, that's, you know. That's right, that's right. That's <laughs> but, say, yeah. but saying that, uh, you know. Speech. Yeah. <laughs> but saying to that, oh, uh, what if I um, made a mistake? Or, or if, about forgiveness, let's say, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. Let's say in a meeting. Mm-hmm. Oh, or, or oh, I'm so stupid. I should, I should have done this instead of that. That's actually, that's when you catch yourself. Being able to catch yourself, that's step one. That's step one. Now, with thoughts, you are able to derive, you cannot control thoughts. You can only redirect them. Okay? So you tell yourself, okay, I've done this now. This is, what can I learn from this situation right now? How can I make myself feel better? about what, how to learn from the situation. And instead of, if I did a mistake, well, okay, what are the consequences? What, are the, what would be the consequences? Am I gonna get this deal or investment or not? Okay, and take that as a learning experience. Let's say someone is going for investment, said the wrong thing to the investor, and then, um, and then they went home and feel really bad about themselves. First of all, you're being a critic on yourself, number one. Second, the investor might have noticed or might not have noticed. Yep. So your action is based on literally just you criticizing yourself and not actually matching reality, what is actually gonna happen. And you live, we live in that fear of anxiety or anxiety, anticipating what's not actually real. Which is crazy because you're actually wasting precious time about yourself. Yeah. So first of all, okay, done it, fine. Did they notice? No, not okay. Maybe they noticed, maybe they noticed. I don't, they didn't notice, I don't know. So what can I do now? Okay, how can I learn from this? Question number one, okay. Is this something I can control or can't control? So the next step, would this some, be something I can control or whatever happens, something you can control? Like for example, if you, says, if you send the wrong proposal, can you resend re- them another good email saying, hey, it's nice to meet you, I'm sorry that about, like, you know, is this something that you can like fix or not? Yeah. So if it's something you can't fix, you're wasting time, you're wasting energy, you're wasting precious, precious time that you can focus on getting yourself better. Okay, if you, if you realize that something you can fix, then go focus on finding solutions. Mm-hmm. Okay, have that solution mindset, not the focus on the problem. Have that, okay. Most people focus on the problem and blame people. Oh, you did this because of you did that. But then instead of like, okay, what can we do now? What's the solution? This is how the mind should go towards because that's more a productive mindset rather than being a negative mindset or blaming 
mindset, you know, blaming things, blaming yourself, blaming people, blaming everything, blaming circumstance, blaming the weather, whatever it is, you know, blame it was raining. I don't know. Da, 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 da. I should have. This is a bad day. And then blaming the whole freaking day for it, you know. That's, that's, that's not a good attitude. Go straight under your covers and just cover your head. I'm not good at it. I'm not going to try anymore. I'm not going to try anymore. I'm not going to try anymore. Yeah. yeah, but then that's your, actually, you are the limitation to yourself. I do believe we are all limitless. But it's the way you will perceive yourself is the way you limit yourself. Hmm. If you have the mindset of, you know what? There's a very nice Alan Watts said, um, imagine yourself like a wave, okay? Alan Watts is, he's a philosopher. I'm, I'm, I'm sure many people actually heard from him, but he's, he's got some really good wisdom with him. He said, we are like waves. When you look at a wave, the way it crashes on the shore, is it, do you see, oh, this wave crashed the wrong way and this wave crashed the right way? Or do you see beauty in their ebb and flow? Hmm. He said, nothing in nature is, 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 is a failure. There's not, it's the same thing with the human mind, okay? The way we are. There's no such thing as bad decision or false decision or whatever. It's more about, about how we learn things in life, about how we perceive ourselves. And, and there's much more wisdom to him anyways, but like that stuck with me because I realized, you know what? Even if you do mistakes, no one is perfect. And if you think you need to learn more and more and more in order to do something, you will never do because nobody knows the whole, you cannot learn as much. You just do what you can do with what you know now that is of value to people. That's my advice. Even if you know a little bit, this advice that can help someone, just do something about it. Don't wait till you know everything about the topic or everything about everyone in order to actually do something about it. That's the perfectionist mind. It's like everything has to be perfect and everything has to be, and, and then I would do something. Believe me, even if you did then, it's not gonna be perfect. So might as well just do what, what's okay and then start becoming perfect or making it better and better. It's not nothing going to be perfect because you always want to just improve yourself. Start now and be perfect later. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, my way of take, take about business, about life in general, about knowledge, because I had that mindset. I was like, I need to learn this. You know, I put people put me in a, in a, in a, authority position you know being a doctor being you know scientist and stuff and you need to know your <laughs> you need especially in science where you get criticized a lot and and to be honest i've been through that so much that now i realize you know what no one knows everything even, no one even if they even, even if they, they came science. across even if that scientists see that's the problem with people who think science take science as a fact if you take science as a fact you are living a delusion because science is mostly based on an one way of method of learning about the world, and it's always continuously changing and evolving. And, and the theories we knew in the past has changed now to like in the present, and it's always gonna change. It's more about what's most likely, not as, oh, this is a fact. When you treat science as a fact, you're living a delusion. That's what I'm saying. And when you treat anything as a fact, you're living a delusion. Because it's what we perceive of the world, number one, of what's most likely and how we want to live our life and live in a community or how you want to live in the community and be a better person to the world. 
And everyone grew up with different backgrounds, different uh, ideologies, different um, ways of thinking. However, do you want to be someone who is productive and active in society and make a better decisions and, and actually be good? Or do you want to be a bad person? That's how people, people who take things very seriously, as in like take them as a fact, like nationalists or like people who really take things to the extreme, mm -hmm. they treat things as fact. And that's the truth. And that's the yeah. only way. And that's right? where the danger is because there's no such thing as that's a fact. Fact is even it's just based on evidence, certain evidence. And it, over time can change. Yeah. Even in science, like, no, like as a scientist, you don't say this is going to happen. This is what happened. You say it's most likely this because of this, 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 this. We are the supporting evidence. But that doesn't mean it's a fact because in the future, you don't know what's going to happen, what we discover, what we see, you know, and, and, and that's how you should treat the world. Like when you, when you, when you look, not should, but I would say, I would advise, I wouldn't say should because I shouldn't be saying should, but like, um, <laughs> how would I advise like people is like, don't too, be too extreme about, it's good to be confident, too much of a confidence that would put people off. Okay. And too low confidence, then you will not be doing anything with your life. At all at all so you need to understand it's better to understand where to, to have that balance and to understand first of all it all starts with understanding yourself understanding your strengths and weaknesses that's how you draw confidence from understanding what am i weak at what do i need to have? what values do i want to have i believe that you're not born because see i, th I think that it's not about your character. It's not about where you're born, where you come from, or what happened to you at an early life, whatever. It's about creating yourself and creating who you want to be in this world. As, you, as I said, you remember, you breathe life into whatever you say and whatever yep. you do. Yeah. And, and, and if you started to say, listen, I'm going to be this person. This is who I, who I want to become and decide on it. It will unfold and become reality. You just don't know it. Or you just have that blind belief because your brain works that way. Mm -hmm. Remember about the reticular activating system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we will work at an, a subconscious, some, for example, if someone saw a, a car that they know, they saw something they liked, or experienced a new car, okay? So I really like this car. Next time, even if they're not thinking about the car, they start noticing about the car in the streets more than they ever noticed before. Mm -hmm. Why is that? It's because your brain now is seeking that because at subconscious level, it's, it's a pleasure. It's something that they like. So it's like they start seeking more of it. You will see more of it and delete. Remember, it's deleting information and being very selective. And this is exactly what's going to happen. Okay. So when you start saying, I'm going to be a great public speaker, let's say, let's take these people. What will happen next? Trust me on this because I've been through, <laughs> through even though I did not believe, but Knowing, reading all the books, reading all the like mentors, like you know Napoleon Hills, reading about um, Brian Tracy, reading about Tony Robbins, and all all these like like really giants in the social like and the and the personal development of social personal development field, mm -hmm. they all said you know write your wish down, write it down, write it down, imagine it, visualize it, because that's how your brain is gonna work, even if the science is not. At that time, it probably wasn't very clear, but now we know that it's about attention about the brain and that mm -hmm. part of your brain. And it's still developing uh, in terms of the research aspect. Now we know why 
people get what they want and some yeah. people don't because they start fo- it's what they focus on mm-hmm. so if you focus on i'm gonna do well i'm gonna do i don't know what when you focus on that really unbelievable desirable unattainable goal because it's more exciting as as uh, bob uh, proctor says your brain somehow will work at an unconscious level to bring you all the you'll start noticing advertisements you'll start noticing talking to people and suddenly they yep. know someone who knows someone and suddenly you're, and suddenly you start coming together bit by bit even though you're like oh my god i didn't know how this is gonna work for me this business i didn't know how it's gonna work i still don't know how it's gonna work but for me i had a vision and i had a dream what is what is something that is worthwhile doing in this earth before i had done so moving forward into had, 2020 what is your what, what, what is your big vision for 2020 now the big vision for 2020 is for your to business. touch millions of lives mm-hmm. this is what i want to do be able to empower people as much as i can with whatever knowledge i've got because i realize i've got a lot of knowledge that somehow needs to be out there and i'm still working on it even though I don't know much about business, but I've learned, a, I, I try to, well, I put myself there to learn as much as I can. So my vision is to speak around the world, uh, be able to help as many people as possible. For me, I have main, three main big dreams. One is having a very successful um, transformational business, which, which I'm working on at the moment in terms of uh, education and in terms of transforming life is, um, and the second one is opening a charity organization and to help all the refugees, to help all and empower them in terms of their knowledge because people who are in these conditions need it most. I think people who are suffering a lot, they need this knowledge most. Mm-hmm. Second is building schools, special schools to unlock the children's potential. So for me, that's the vision I'm working towards. And, and, I'm, and every, if anyone is listening out there and having similar vision and want to collaborate, please get in touch. Um, I would love to have collaborations. Um, and for me, it's being able to give back and, and to actually be, leave this world uh, in a better way than it used to be. And I know there are a lot of children out there, people, women, um, people who's been through suffering and pain, how to actually, instead of breeding a mindset of poverty and mindset of desperation and mindset of, oh, I want to kill everyone who killed my family into something, how can I take this experience and do something really good in the world and, and prevent anything like this from happening again? That's my, my, um, my message out there. I want, I want to take people, be able to empower people to turn their adversities into victories so they're not victims of change, but a force for change to make the world a better place. This is my vision for myself and, and before I die, at least this is like my, my and I'm working towards it. I know that this is, this is it, this is my calling. And um, and that's it, yeah. And it will definitely, and it definitely will be definitely there to celebrate with you as you keep hitting your milestones and your milestones and your milestones. Thank you. And it will come to pass in in the next couple of years, I think. Yes. You have yeah, the, I need to. I need. You have the passion. You have the drive. You have the you have the knowledge. So just keep going. Just keep going, just keep going. Reticular. I just need to reach more people, yeah. yeah. Just keep reaching more people as much as I can. And, and we are in the greatest we are in the greatest time of our lives now, whereby we can want to a million, want to a billion people. So you can actually do that within a couple of years. So Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So I believe with with the power of with the power of social media now and the power of the internet now, 
we can reach whoever we want to reach, wherever we want to reach, as many people we want to reach with the right strategy in place, we can actually like, we can actually do that. So it's not an impossible dream. You can actually, your dream is, I think you should even go bigger or even like 10 exits. So. Well, for now, for now, <laughs> for now, for now, I'm like, this is like, you know, this is something I'm really striving for and really looking forward to. Yeah, it's but, quite, uh, it is achievable. So it is achievable. So just keep, just keep doing it. Is it is achievable. I do believe in myself. I do believe in the people who believe in me. Um, my mom thinks I'm crazy because I'm switching my career around at the moment from, <laughs> you know, spending all these years. And, but to be honest, she's supportive of me. She's always supporting me. She's like, do, I, I even told her mom, I really want to change my career now, even though I'm like, what, 35 now. <laughs> but like, I told her, she's like, why after all these years, what do you know about business? Blah, blah. Not just her, but a lot of other people I had like, you know, like telling me, you know, off, you know, right? But then I know she supported me. She, she said, do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. And do, I told her, mom, I have a bigger message. And I feel like I'm meant to be doing something bigger. And I'm meant to be helping a lot of people. This is what I'm, um, my, my inner calling is. That's why I never was satisfied with whatever I was in. Mm -hmm. and, and, and my bigger calling is to reach people and, and teach them something they never knew. Or, or give them hope, you know, to end their suffering and pain. And it doesn't matter whether it's, it's physical, it's mental. For me, um, this is my, my calling. I never, never stopped having that, that inside my head. For some reason, it just kept saying you know, to me, even though I didn't know it at the time, but now I know. Because I've done all the exercises and gone to the retreats, gone to the you know, learning and stuff and all self-learning about. But I think the most important thing that people should remember um, and take away from this starts by being aware and start knowing yourself first. You don't get enough time to know who you are, who you want to be in the world. You don't have enough time. Oh, people say, when I say, who are you? It's like, oh, my name is, let's say, Victor, and I'm from blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, but who are you really? Who are you as a person? Who are you when everything is taken away? Who are you as an, as an entity, as an essence, as, as, a, as a person in this world? You know, and most people get stuck because they never mm. thought of it never thought of their values, never thought of actually writing down their values and reinforcing that. So th that idea in their head and using that system in their brain to bring and attract the things they want to have in their life. Mm. Believing if you focus on the negative, your brain will attract that to your life. If you say, oh, I'm having a bad day, you know, you might have had a bad moment. Mm -hmm. But when you said that, you're now, your brain starts subconsciously, even though you're not thinking about it, will attract, will think, oh, this person dropped their coffee on you or like, oh my God, my boss is saying, you start focusing and neglecting everything that is good happening around you. Absolutely. So it's very important to be careful when, when, and know that have you have that precious system in your brain, so use it for good. Use it to attract things that are good in your life. Use it for other people's good, like to do good in this world. And that's my message. And very important to, to have that as an entrepreneur, you know, as, as someone who wants to start their own business. If you keep focusing on what's going to go wrong, then nothing will go right. Yep. But if you keep focusing, it's like, how can I do this better? Oh, if I can focus, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it. Your brain and your actions, your behavior will support that. that. You get motivated. Mm -hmm. You get, even if you, if you had hope. When you have hope, saying, um, you know what, I'm going to this pitch or something. 
I'm going to get this no matter what. I'll, I'll do my best. And even if your best wasn't enough, it's fine. That's okay. But you've done everything you could. Okay. And you, you, you're happy with yourself from the inside. Once you know that, you'll have all the confidence in the world. Because your relationship with yourself is good. You are competent, so you know your material. You need to know your material and pitch whatever it is that you're doing in your business. And okay, appearance-wise, surface level, um, confidence, when you, the way you come across, when you talk about passion. See, when people overthink, when it comes to people, when you're dealing with other people, people will focus on you when you're engaged, when you're actually reaching inside and talking from passionate place. Mm-hmm. If you're just repeating things like lectures, you know, in, in I don't know, <laughs> if you go to university, <laughs> you get bored in lecture rooms. Why? Because they're just repeating so, like information and there is no passion in there. There's no engagement in there. But when you go somewhere where you're engaging people, you're actually passionate, really talking from the heart, that's something that would resonate with them. That's what's going to make the difference. Yeah. You need to meet, in a way, it's better to meet people at that level. When, no, no matter how big, and when you put, that's, that's something very important to just say that most of us, when we go to someone who's, who we think is better than us, we put them in a pedestal and we yeah. put ourselves down subconsciously. If you stop doing that and say, you know what, he's a human being, he doesn't know as much as I know in terms of my knowledge, but he might know something about their knowledge, but he wouldn't know everything. But that's okay. But because I know, I don't know that. And I'm not perfect. And it's fine. So instead of just putting yourself down, you put yourself into the same level. It's just because their knowledge is different than their knowledge. And then you talk to them as a human being. To talk to them, build that relationship, build that emotion, touch their emotion. It's, it's a very important thing. You, you ask them about themselves. You, you say what's important to them. It's very important to know what's important to the other person. Because then you can, you can speak their language. That's when it comes to dealing with other people and, and knowing what, what other people, how to build before and all that. There's much more to that, but like, this is like the basic, basic um, thing. Know who you are, know your strengths and weaknesses and trust in yourself by knowing, following all the, all the things I was just talking, we were talking about and, and discussing and, and just having that knowledge and awareness. It all starts with awareness. Being aware of your thought pattern, being aware of your bad behavior, being aware of your values, being aware of, um, of you, you, what you're good at, what you're not good at, and being able to forgive yourself if you've done something wrong and move on to the next productive thing. That's the important thing. Wow. Oh, wow. I must say, I must say this, has been, this has been a fun time with you. This has been Thank you. And I am very, very grateful for this conversation that we're having today. And Thank you so much for actually yeah. hosting me and, and allowing yeah. me to speak my heart out and not having yeah. all the like, pressure and stuff. No. I know I went bits off and like, you know, different no. topics, but like... Yeah, but the good thing is, the good thing is you tie them up at the end and it was really, really revolting in my brain. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Somebody actually needs to say this from, from a different perspective, from a different background, need to actually say this. And speaking from the heart your passion actually comes through when you're talking about this this and your personal your personality came in with it and i am so grateful to have this conversation with you aisha thank you it's been a very honor and and pleasure to have a conversation with you as well it's wonderful i am grateful for this so thank you you very much thank you no you're welcome thank you